Hey, how's it going? This is Matthew Walter, and we are here on the Visionary Mindset Podcast, where we're going to be talking with people who have a powerful plan for growth in the future. Uh, Some things we're going to be talking about is being focused on your specific vision, uh, investing time into building relationships, and your plan to keep moving forward. So our first guest is Eric Rebello, and we're going to jump right in and get to know you. So why don't you tell us some, some things about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Eric. I have a digital marketing and online advertising firm that uh, basically just helps your service business grow. Uh, basically, no matter what industry or niche or anything like that you're in, uh, we use Facebook ads and Google ads and SEO and website design, all that type of stuff to try and scale, try and get you more clients and uh, just, again, help your business grow. That's basically nice. what I do. Very nice. And when did you know you wanted to take an entrepreneurial path? Well, it started kind of around the time when you get frustrated with certain like nine to five things I feel like is when you want to start entrepreneurship so for me it started like a long time ago probably in high school where I got like a little bit of an inkling feeling of people were telling me that I should try and do my own business or something like that but I don't come from that type of background my parents have no idea really how to run their own business my dad could maybe manage but like he's he's more of like get a salary job go to you know uh, college, get a good education, make like, you know, money there. Yeah. And that's the path that I was on for a while where I was going to go to school for computer science. And then I changed it to like a different type of computer thing and then change it to general business. And then by that point I was like, might as well just start a business. <laughs> like I don't yeah, need to get, yeah. you know, let me just learn by myself. Um, so yeah, like around 17, 18, it started to get into that point where I was like, okay, like maybe there's something there that I could go ahead and do like my own business. But again, I was so doubtful of myself. I wasn't confident in my abilities because I'd never run a business before. My, again, my parents didn't like really set me up for that necessarily. Um, they set me up for that, that different path that I feel like a lot of people are on where it's college and then job. Yeah. So around that time, people keep telling me, but I kept telling them, no, like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go ahead and go to college and do this. But I was just like unhappy that entire time. Like I had different jobs that I was doing and I was going to like, you know, community college and everything because it's less expensive tip for anybody (laughs) out there, uh, at least for the first, you know, two years (laughs) and then you transfer if you're going to do that. Um, But when I was in college, I, there was nothing that I was really passionate about, like, in college like when I would the actually the only thing I was really passionate about was like psychology Um, and then there was an accounting class that I was really passionate about because of the teacher Mm -hmm. not actually because of the the material I think I like barely passed that class I don't even remember Um, but the the accountant person that was teaching us he actually just wasn't an accountant he had a seven-figure business so that's why I love that class what do I do (laughs) yeah and I was like dude why do you teach community college and he's like I just love it so I was like Okay, props to you. Like, that's awesome. But, uh, and nobody actually in the class wanted to hear him talk about accounting. They just wanted to hear him because he ran, he ran a locker business. So like. Renting. renting No. So like, I guess they manufactured lockers and and then they would. Sell them to schools and. Whoever, like big, you know, construction companies or whatever. I guess they need lockers and stuff, but it was a seven figure business. And I guess he maybe was like a silent partner or something like that and kind of like went away from that to have more like a stable life or something. But he was still in the business 100%. I think just someone else was running it as CEO and he was like owner or something. Yep. But it was epic. So like that was kind of like my first taste of like, oh, okay. Like first I learned about psychology. Now I see this business guy and he's like right in front of me. Like that's pretty cool. (laughs) Um, But I'm like, oh, but I like I could never do that. You know what I mean? It's always these like reinforcing things of like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go to college, get a job. And then... Um, 
it got to a point where when I was working my job, I would go to my boss and I was working in a cell phone store and I would basically give like recommendations and stuff that we need to do. Like, hey, um, here's an inefficient way that we're doing something right now. I want to do it this way because I'm the manager of the store, so I should be able to yeah. um, like run it how I want. And they're like, well, that's against our protocol and this and that. And it wasn't like anything bad. Like it wasn't dumb or anything. It was just like, that's just not how we do things. Yeah. And they, like they would say, that's a good idea. We just don't do it that way. And I'm like, well, why won't you let me execute it on, or yeah, on it? If you say, yeah, yeah. If you say it's a good idea, I might as well do it. Um, and they're like, no. So I just got tired of that after a while. And then I got a, uh, my old boss actually left the company. And then I have a new one come in. And within two weeks, this guy basically um, writes me up twice. And I've been there for like a couple years and never been written up ever. So on the third write up, you get fired. So I can see what he's trying to do. He's trying to like basically weed everybody out. Yeah. Um, and he wrote me up for like dumb things. I'm just like, seriously? So uh, yeah, he wrote me up. And then I basically just quit that job because I knew what he was trying to do. He was just trying to, you know, get me fired or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then actually a little bit before that I actually quit school so like I basically quit school and my job kind of around the same time um, and the only way that I was able to do that was actually there was somebody in my life at the time that convinced me to do so and it, it was a really interesting conversation that I feel like you know all entrepreneurs that are in like my position where it's like they're not used to entrepreneurship it's not a normal thing have where someone comes to you and they kind of like slap you in the face almost, you know, like metaphorically. And they say, hey, you're not happy with what you're doing right now. You need to get on this path. Mm -hmm. And I was still resisting. I was like, hey, like that's scary. You know, I'm doubtful of my abilities, all these different things. And they would say, well, you go to college every day and you don't actually like do the work. Like I was passing all my classes and it was fine. It was just that in class, I would be on my laptop researching other things oh, yeah. not and not invested in class yeah. to the point where the history, like it's a, it's a pretty big class and I was in the back and the history teacher saw that I was never paying attention. So then the history teacher actually called me out one time. I was like, Hey, can you close your laptop and pay attention? And I was, and I, I actually said, no, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that. Like I'm, I'm paying attention. And he's yeah. like, okay, whatever. He didn't want to make a scene. Um, but then I continued to not pay attention to the class and just do my own work. Yeah. And I was probably, you know, looking at something media or marketing related. I just didn't really know where to take it at that time. I didn't really have like a direction. I was just learning a bunch of stuff because it was really, um, I was really passionate about it. Yep. So then the psychology part of it turned into more interest in like marketing and, and all these things. But I've been doing media and, and, uh, and marketing stuff since I was like 13, 14. Yeah. Um, but again, no like direction, like it was just for fun. So then when it came to the point of, okay, I'm quitting college and my parents were so mad, like were they? so mad. And they, how, how far were you in when you? Uh, I was about, I was about two years in. So okay. like basically, yeah, well, so when I, started I was like uh yeah 17 barely just turned 18 and then uh started college and then I was like no actually I think about a year and a half okay and then I stopped um almost two years but uh yeah my parents were like what are you doing mm -hmm. like you know like you're you haven't even passed community college yeah. yet yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you're already like not having it they wanted I'm, to know your plan right yeah and and they're like what's your plan and I was like well just not this one like yeah. <laughs> I don't know uh so then after just realizing that that wasn't good, um, I just had to take like the backlash from my parents of like, and they, they, my mom like believed, but at the same time was like, what, like she, she believed me, but it kind of was like blind. Like she didn't really know what I was doing. She was just like, oh, okay. Like I believe in you to figure it out somehow. Yeah. Um, and then my dad was just straight like 
no. Like, this is not okay. This is not going to happen. Yeah. Um, which I totally understand because that's, like, how all parents are. They want, you know, you uh, to go to college to have a backup plan and stuff. And I totally got that. Mm -hmm. But I also was like, this is going to be a waste of time. So it was like, you know, fights and stuff like that. But eventually I was just like, yep, dropped out. And then, um, yeah, I got, you know, I basically left my job. And then I had, like, really nothing to really go to at that point. Um, and then I kind of just, like... Well, actually, about a month or two before I quit, I was kind of starting to get into like, you know, more into the entrepreneurship thing. So then I started looking at like old website domain names I had and stuff and kind of like business ideas. I kind of wrote some stuff together, but I never like, again, executed on it. Yeah. And then when I basically left my job, that was like the final point of like, okay, I have nothing going on in my life right now. It's just like I in the way of like, you know, education or uh, work. So I was like, all right, let me do this. So then I started working for free for different clients that I found through like my network and people that like I knew. And I worked for free for the clients for like a really long time. Yeah, yeah. sometimes <laughs> so, that's the best, the best way to get going. It is, and so long uh, that it was like, let's see, so I'm trying to think. I think I worked for free for at least like nine months or that's, something that's like crazy. that. Like, And I was that's, doing all the marketing. Yeah. So like basically I had, I think like three or four people I was working with on a monthly basis um, to do their website design, SEO, and ads all wow. at once. And I was doing it all for free. And I was Damn. and I was also, I treated it though as if it was like a paid client. Yeah. Like I was freaking out every day of like, how am I gonna get them results? They're trusting me mm -hmm. with like all this type of stuff. And then I was getting them results probably about two or three months in, but I didn't really, it's kind of weird. I didn't really like put the pieces together because the clients um, that I had at the time would be like, oh yeah, everything's going great. And like, they would never tell me like the exact details. And mm. I never found out until about like eight or nine months in, they're mm. like, oh yeah, we've been closing like tons of deals. Oh, because, yeah, and yeah. I was like, why didn't you tell me that? Yeah. And they're like, you never asked. And I'm like, oh yeah. You're like, yeah, you're like, uh, I wanted to know that. Cause now but I, I, didn't, could... I didn't just want to be like, hey, like, I mean, I guess it's not that bad to do, but I didn't want to just run in there and be like, so is it working or not? Like, you know what yeah, I mean? But totally. I probably should have done that. But uh, yeah, so like they were getting leads from the website with like organic SEO and doing Google ads and Facebook ads and stuff like that. And their, their website was converting. So it's like everything was going well and for about that like nine months. And then um, I asked a couple of them like, hey, uh, it looks like what we're doing is, is working and stuff like that. Can you go ahead and pay me now? And then they were just like, yeah, like you deserve oh, wow. it. Nice. <laughs> so awesome. like you, yeah. usually like if, if that happens, they're kind of like, oh, uh, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, usually they're kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that because they were getting it for free before. But yeah. I guess like I was just getting good enough results. That they're like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and pay you. Uh, you'll manage everything. They started upping the budgets. It got more serious. Very nice. And then that's when I really started freaking out because yeah. now I'm like, I am now having money go into my pocket. Now I'm like super responsible for the yeah. results. And at that point, yeah, like literally freaking out every single day and like trying a bunch of different things to try and get it to work. And I... I already knew a lot of like the concepts and information on like how to do marketing and stuff like that because of all the psychology uh, that I learned and all the books that I've read. But that was when like the practical experience started to happen. And then that's when I got like really good. And to this point, I haven't really had any clients that haven't like had good results because that's kind of how I treat it. Every time I get yeah. a client, I'm like, dude, I got to do anything any, to like, yeah, you know, make, make this happen. happen. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's how I got started in entrepreneurship. It was kind of just along the way, so much like trial and error um, and it's so scary because my personality type is a personality type that uh, has is more of a strategist 
So like, I don't like to execute on things, then think about them. I have to think about them before I do them. Yeah. So a lot of people get like analysis by paralysis or whatever. <laughs> I treat that as a strong suit where I'm like, dude, I'm going to think about every single possible scenario that could go wrong and make sure I have like, awesome. you know, like backup plans yeah. or whatever. So then that's, that's also probably why I took so long to start like charging people is because I wanted to make sure I had every little T crossed. Yeah. And then when I did, I was like, okay, I'm confident enough to, you know, start charging people. But it was a long road of having to learn accounting, legal stuff, uh, how to do proper marketing, reading more books on psychology, getting to know people's businesses that I'd never heard of before. Yep. Like, like, you, like I've never heard, like the, I, I work with a chemical company right now. And it's like, I, I still don't even really know what they do. Like I'm still <laughs> like, I kind of know for like keyword analysis and SEO and different yeah. things like that. But if you were to ask me like, what do they do? I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like I just I'm know the results. <laughs> exactly. I just know the basics. All I need to know. Um, and now it's just been, it's been going great. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I'm loving life. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, well, based off of that, um, what would you say is, some of the hardest things about entrepreneurship and what, what would you recommend um, people that, you know, are on stuck on their path, you know, of what they, what they want to do. I would say, yeah, the hardest thing about entrepreneurship is just like the self doubt and mental battle because anybody can be an entrepreneur and like, you know, do what they're going to do, but to take a skill that you have or a product that you're like believe in and then be able to put it on the market sell it and market it and then also handle the fulfillment and all the back end stuff. It's like you're a one man team to start out. Totally. And because there's so much like pressure on you and everything, um, to have that level of self belief when no one else believes in you. Mm -hmm. Like when, when I was starting my business and stuff, again, my parents were like, Oh yeah, you know, hopefully it works out. But they were kind of like, you better have a backup plan. <laughs> yeah. So what that means is like, at this current moment, we don't believe in you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like just to be real with it yep. until you show some type of results. So, and that's also kind of scary because you're like, oh, I have to produce something to show. I mean, you don't really need to show everybody because it's like, it doesn't matter really what they think, but yeah. you always want to show people like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And then people will believe in you and that'll help your confidence and success. Yep. Um, but that's like definitely the hardest thing that I had to go through because when it comes down to it, like every single day is a different little battle that you have to do. So like mm -hmm. I would wake up and be like, oh, okay, I have this little problem that I need to solve and I would solve that problem. But then all of a sudden Another I'm like, oh wait, like, like I just charged a client. Oh, but now I got to do accounting. Like, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, how do I do it's that? One learning curve. And then I got to, yeah, yeah, I got to get a CPA I can trust. And then, oh wait, like, you know, uh, we just, I just had a meeting with a client. Now I need to draft up a contract. Like, yeah. you know, it's just yeah. so crazy. So there's all these little problems that you have to keep like just chipping away at. And that's kind of what I think entrepreneurship and like just anything that you're passionate about, you're just chipping away at it like every single day. Yeah. And if you don't, then you're going backwards. Um, right. but that, that chipping away part is the hardest thing because like every, every new problem that comes up, you kind of just get like brought down like a little bit. Like, it's like, it's like life just like punches you yeah. a little bit and you're like, ah, yep. and then you have to like get back Climb, up. Yep. So yep. it's like, it's Climb like, uh, it's like resistance training. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's just resistance that's constantly there and it never lets up. And yep. then you're like, okay, you just got to get with the program. And then eventually that becomes your new normal. And then you can uh, handle a higher level of, you know, resistance. So yep. it's a lot like fitness, I guess, but that is definitely the hardest part is yeah, just I, I the daily work. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I was starting, I was, I mean, I had no one to go to. My parents were 
my parents were pretty chill. I mean, they they wanted me to have a plan. They knew I was interested in media, um, but I didn't have any direction. There was no you know mentors that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I started started college, and I, I, originally I was gonna go to school for uh, uh, special effects for for movies, oh. but. George Lucas in the making. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, and so, yeah, I was I was going to school, and that's that's when I uh, just realized I was like, man, I can I can start something. I was just I I got that entrepreneurial like passion first first semester of college, and then when I landed the position with the marketing company, you know, I was learning some business aspects from him, and um, that's when I was like, okay, I, I I think I can do this on my own. But you know, once once I got things going, then the self doubt kicked in. I'm like, man, this is, this is tough. But I, you know, one step after the other, you know, three years later, uh, yeah, ended yeah. up working out. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's so. kind of like you know how you hear the statistic like nine out of ten businesses fail. Yeah, yeah, and they, they say it's because of like oh lack of capital and like the profits and like all this you know te- technical stuff. I think that the the starting point is just like the self-belief or something because so many people and i probably want to get into a little bit on the podcast because i I love talking about this it's like 50 percent business 50 percent. i don't even want to call it mindset it's like deeper than that like i just call it identity because it's so deep where it's like the nine out of ten businesses fail i don't think because of like profits and all that or i mean they do uh, technically but those problems come because of lack of confidence and all these other things lack of resourcefulness or whatever and the business owner just doesn't put in that work to really like make it happen except for right now obviously we have a pandemic you know whole thing going on yeah so like that's like different but like when this stuff isn't going on if someone can't succeed right now it's usually because of something within themselves that they don't believe and they don't try hard enough or whatever it is so yeah yeah totally yeah um well what what does the road ahead look like for your company and your vision? Mm-hmm. I would say doubling down on just what we're doing. Like that, I see a lot of businesses try to expand into like a bunch of different things, and then it just you know, what was it, jack of all trades, master of none, that yeah, yeah. type of thing. Yep. So it's like I'm really doubling down on like we when we first started, we did every service in the book, and it was like stressful because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've got to run an ad and then check the ROI, and then I've got to post on their thing, and then I've got to make sure their search rankings are on point. Like it's like so many different things. So now I've kind of scaled that to like a system where it's like, okay, I can you know track all that stuff, and it's like easier to manage. But doubling down on primarily what we like to focus on is advertising because like when you just pay money to go ahead and get attention and you have a good offer it's easy to convert that attention to money like it's like a very simple system yeah but then the only reason we have seo and website design as like our ancillary services is because we noticed that we were sending traffic to people's websites they either weren't converting like their website was really bad so then it's like i can send all the traffic in the world it's not going to work or um, usually for, you know, different, uh, you know, Google search ads and stuff like that, it's a really good idea to have your SEO on point. So you have all the proper keywords on there. So Google will pick it up and your quality score will increase because it sees that page is like relevant to those keywords yep. and it'll actually show those ads. Yep. So I'm like, okay, you know, if you're running Google ads to a website that isn't relevant, like, uh, you know, to Google organically, it's probably not going to show those ads to as many people and your, your results are going to go down. So it's like, you need it's not a hundred percent a requirement, but usually you need to have your SEO on point as well. So I was like, okay, SEO and the website is the foundational piece that needs to like work. And then you put advertising on top of that. And then it's going to go ahead and like, you know, 
basically be a profitable system, but I needed to add those other things. So for me, it's like, okay, doubling down on the advertising and doubling down on who we're trying to help. So like the serv- like basically high ticket service businesses. Um, if it's like, you know, if, if you only profit like $20 per sale of your service, it's probably not a good idea to run marketing until, or like, you know, Facebook ads and hire an yeah. agency and all that type of stuff until you have some type of super scalable system where you can squeeze every penny out of it. Yeah. But um, we try to work our high ticket service businesses just because it's just like, it's a lot more profitable for them to do marketing because they have higher margins. And, and what are some of those? Uh, it can business. literally be anything plastic surgeon, you know, chiropractor, dentist, like the typical kind of high ticket service businesses, yeah. even, I mean, ones you wouldn't even think of, like again, the, uh, so the, the environmental company I'm working with right now, um, they sell things that are literally like a million dollars, you know what I mean? So, and it's like, you know, if we can, like, they're happy with literally paying like a thousand dollars to acquire a customer because they get, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? The crazy, yeah. we're getting insane return on investment for them. Oh, it's like, sure. yeah. cause like their clientele is companies like, you know, Chevron and like just huge, massive, you know, envi- like environmental related yeah. companies. Yeah. So then like, yeah, all we need to do is put, the, their, their marketing in front of people that work at those companies and they're good uh, eventually, you know? So it, yeah, it's just like, we, we really want to focus on the results of the clients, making sure that they're like super good. So they talk about us and we've gotten a bunch of referrals, which is like really awesome. Um, just like kind of speaks for itself. Yep. And then also, um, yeah, just, just narrowing down on that and like just systemizing it even more. I'm a really big like systems guy. So the more I can like automate things or just make it like super, easy or scalable, the better. So I'm just keep working on that, keep getting more clients. And then um, like basically every time we get a new client, it's kind of like a different industry. Like we've worked with like 19 different industries at this point. So maybe I should (laughs) narrow down just like a little bit, but I've found that as narrow as I want to go is like high ticket service business. Like I think that's narrow enough to where it's like, okay, they all have the same methodology, which is like, okay, you solve a problem that you know, is urgent, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if for, I mean, certain ones aren't urgent, like a plastic surgeon isn't necessarily urgent if yeah. it's like cosmetic, but yeah. a lot of people that go into a plastic surgeon, most people don't realize this, like it's not really cosmetic. Like it is some type yeah, of issue yeah. where they had a car accident mm-hmm. and they need to like, you know, get surgery. So it's like, I, I like working on those businesses that have, ur- you know, urgency behind them. They have a good uh, offer where you look, if you look them up online, they have like good reviews and good customer service. <laughs> I will, I don't care how much money you're going to pay me. If you don't have like a good uh, system or foundation set up where you like, you care about your clients. I don't want to work with you because it's just going to be a waste of time. Yeah. I'm going to send clients to you and then they're, they're going to hate gonna it. They're not going to come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that, yeah, that business owner is probably also not like the, you know, the best type of person or whatever, yeah. uh, if they have bad reviews and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just like, just working on all that type of stuff and systemizing it. And then, um, yeah, just double down, narrow down, just keep again, like chipping away, like I was saying earlier. And then I do want to add additional kind of services that are really scalable. So, um, I've talked about doing this for a while and I'm still trying to figure out exactly how to do it, but I have done for you services right now where I take over, you know, your marketing and like, you know, agency basically does your advertising SEO and website design for you if you need it. And then um, I want to do like a done with you type of program to where sometimes there's there's businesses that already have an in-house team and they talk to me and they're like, well, our in-house team is already trained for that. Um, I don't think that they would do it the same way because like usually like it, it's so funny how many times businesses come to me and they're like, hey, you know, what strategy should we do? And I'm like, so you're telling me you have an in-house marketing team that does everything that like we do, but you don't have a Facebook pixel on your website. <laughs> 
Like, I, I'm just so confused. I'm like, so yeah. either they don't know what's going on or, like, you are just not familiar with, like, what they should be doing. That's also why I don't think you should outsource anything until you are educated somehow. Um, like, if a business owner doesn't know about a Facebook pixel, like, if they don't know what that is, do not hire someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Figure out what yeah. that is first uh-huh. and then be like, and then you know the right questions to ask an agency of, like, oh, okay, how would you use a Facebook pixel, uh, you know, in retargeting to make sure that we – get more customers on the back end. Then if the agency can't answer that, they're not a good agency to work with. Yep. So it's like, um, yeah, just, just figuring out all that type of stuff and then adding on the done for you or done with you thing where it's like I can consult with them. Like I could do like a two-day training thing where it's like the first day could be like marketing uh, and the second day could be like sales or something like that. I've been trying to figure out like a consulting package where I can come into your business, consult and like kind of train people and then leave and then wow. you're good. Wow. So um but that's for like much bigger businesses. It's going to be like a very expensive package. I'm going to yeah. fly out to your office and all this type of yeah, stuff. Yeah, totally. And then a um, do-it-yourself type of option. So like if uh, I want to – so the, the done like with you – kind of Yeah, so the done with you thing is like I, I come over there and I, I work on your custom problem, you yeah. know, whatever it is, and I, I solve it. And like I'm such – like again, I'm such a systems guy that I, I actually enjoy kind of playing around with things and tweaking stuff until the system and the operation is like perfect. Um, So it's like I it's almost like marketing and and sales training, but then also like borderline like operations and like administrative stuff (laughs) on like how to seamlessly like make everything uh, your sales process go really well. But um, the done done or uh, sorry, do it yourself is uh, I want to have that option for businesses that can't quite afford me yet. And I've had multitudes of, you know, business owners that like, you know, make, I don't know, maybe like five grand a month or something like that. They're still kind of like getting started. And then they're like, hey, we want to hire you, you know, to do our marketing and stuff. And I'm like, well, like you're not necessarily at a point right now to where it'd be profitable for you to do that um, until probably, you know, later when you have more revenue and stuff. So then I want to have like not necessarily like an inexpensive option that's like super cheap or something like that, but I want to have an option that's like right, you know, right price. And then I have uh, information in there of how they can do their marketing themselves. Maybe yeah. not quite as good as me. Cause they're not, get you them know, on their feet a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. So get them to a certain point and then they can hire me. So yeah. I don't know if I'm the, the done do it yourself option is something that like is going to take a long time. And like, I'm still not hundred percent sure if I'm going to do that that's kind of like training someone how to do my business without me doing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm, I like to be, you know, in control of it. Well, not, not that it's like, I like to be extremely in depth with everything. So I am going to teach you exactly how to run my business. Yeah, so you can go start true, a marketing yeah. company after I, you yeah. know, teach you everything. Um, I, I always get that when I do like presentations and speeches, like people are just like, bro, that like, I actually had someone tell me one time it was like water. It was like drinking water through a fire hose. And I was like, Oh, I need to, Dude, I need to slow down a little crazy. bit or just simplify it. Cause it was just so much information in like 45 minutes, yeah. uh, which I'm happy about. And yeah, I, yeah. I love doing that. Yeah. Um, but some people are like, can you just give me the, the cliff notes? <laughs> so it's kind of funny, but I want to expand into that and then definitely expand it in sales training. Um, it's something okay. I've been wanting to do for like a long time. And again, that would more have to do with like the done with you package. Um, but it's like when I teach uh, or when I do marketing for a business, like if the website's converting and the SEO's on point and the, the ads are on point, like everything's good, but then your rep or your receptionist or whoever it is, like when the person calls on the phone, if you mess it up, then it's like, you know, I, like I, if your yeah. conversion rate is one out of a hundred um, or on the, when you actually get on the phone, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter what your conversion rate on your website is. Yeah. It's like, you still can't close deals. So I've kind of found that to be like the final piece of the puzzle where I'm like, okay, 
why, you know, I see these other businesses that like have their SEO on point, um, their website design on point and their ads are really good. But then all of a sudden COVID hits and they're dead. Yeah. And I'm like, how have you like within like a couple months? I'm like, mm-hmm. how does that happen? It's like, oh, it's because they have this all this stuff set up, but then their people are not trained well enough to actually like how to close deals and even even do cold yeah. calling or whatever else they'd possibly need to do. But that's the final piece is like the sales training. And I feel like 2020 or in 2020, we're in a different type of sales environment where the customer is super, you know, uh, up to date and uh, basically on everything. They've mm-hmm. researched you before they even came to you, mm-hmm. so you can't do. And I never say you should do like old school sales, uh, sales taxes in the first place. But regardless, if you want to or not, you can't really do that. Like if you walk on a car lot, like the person already knows exactly what the price is and yeah. and it's unnegotiable. Like the person, like they'll just be like, oh, I'll just go to the other car dealership. You know what I mean? The yeah. internet has like commoditized everything. So then if someone doesn't do it for the right price or not even the right price, but the right value, like, you know, it's like, okay, maybe at this car dealership, I pay a little bit more, but I'm not getting that extra value or the premium service or whatever it is. They know that because they can go research everything. So um, that's something that's like extremely important is, is building a brand like as well for people to do. But um, yeah, so. Yeah, customer service. I mean, if you have good customer service, you might be able to land someone if you're, you know, really good. But yeah, if you're, I mean, if. I mean, I went to a car dealership and, you know, you walk in and there's some guys that are just like, you're eh, like, is this your first day? Like, <laughs> like, dude, you're not even, you're not even like trying to sell me. Like, mm. you're not even being cool. Like, I'm just going to move on. Like, I want to work with someone yeah. that, you know, I like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, it kind of comes down to uh, just questions, right? So like what I've noticed is the best way of selling is just asking different questions and it's so transparent and like authentic. And if the person doesn't want to work with you, then like, that's fine, but you still handle the objections and all that type of stuff. But it just kind of comes down to like, can they afford it? Are they your target customer? Do you like their personality? Um, And yeah, just are they a good fit in general? Like, you Uh know what I mean? Because like, I don't like working with clients that I don't like personality wise. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I just, because yeah, it's just not a good fit. Like they're, Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like everybody's had those clients that are just like a pain to deal with. And it's like, nobody wants those. Right. So that's like a big thing. So you never want to take on clients that, that, you know, you don't really vibe with personally. It doesn't have to be like an exact fit. It's just that like, it can't be negative. Like you can't be in the red. Mm -hmm. Um, the other thing is, yeah, can they afford it? That's always like a huge thing, obviously when it comes to marketing and media stuff is like, can this, is this business there yet? And then, um, do they trust you to actually like solve the problem, all type of stuff. So when you ask them certain questions, you show a level of, of understanding their problem better than they do. And then when you ask certain questions, you kind of just guide them to the close. And then you're like, okay, like when would you like to start? And they're like, okay. Like they either say yes or no. Like yeah, it's not, yeah, it's, yeah. it's so like different from like 20 years ago when mm-hmm. people tried to do all this like shady stuff. Um, and car dealerships still try to do that. <laughs> so it, yeah, it's just, there's, there's been a whole shift and especially with, uh, COVID and everything like that. It's like people are buying things online now and you can't even, oh, yeah. you can't even go into a store oh, to buy yeah. stuff. Yeah. So then it's like, even who, who knows how that's going to change once this is all over. What's, you know, it's, it's gonna, yeah. a lot less people going to be going in and buying stuff in, in stores now. I mean, well, I think it's going to get to a point where like car dealership people or salespeople are just going to be on like zoom calls and yeah. just be like, Hey, yeah. here's your car. Like, yeah. I mean, they're already doing that. I've seen car dealers uh, or salespeople on FaceTime oh, with yeah, people and they're like, the do you cars, want to buy this? Like, you know what I mean? Features, yeah. Exactly. And then the person buys literally on the phone. They wow. send them via email or whatever. I don't think there's any real documents they have to sign in person. They could just e-sign everything. Yeah. So I've seen it work. Um, so marketing and all that type of stuff is super important. And I'm sitting in a good position right now where I'm like, okay, everybody needs, it needs it. what I got. Yeah. So yeah, totally. it's awesome. Yep. yep. I'm on the same boat. 
Um, yeah, I mean, if you have any last remarks um, for uh, anybody that uh, I know we touched on a little bit earlier, um, stuck, but uh, one of the things is investing time into building relationships, if you want to touch on that. Um, just any yeah. last remarks you have for, for people. This is super important. So building relationships, I've, I didn't really invest in like my time and like effort into like uh, trying to build a mass amount of relationships. I'm more of a person that like, you know, has, you know, close circle and stuff like that. But within the past year or so, I've realized how powerful it can be to where people are reaching out to me like, you know, every week with different offers for things of like, hey, like I noticed you do this. Can you can you help this? You know, it's just like out of nowhere, someone will message me and say, can you help me with marketing or media or whatever it is? Um, And I haven't talked to them in like months. So it's the power of like social media and building a brand and like building a brand, I feel like is such a convoluted term sometimes and like business owners don't really understand what it means. Like really what it comes down to is like, what is your reputation with the people that are aware of your existence? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, people know me as the marketing and media guy or whatever. So then they say like when they're thinking, they're like, oh, you know, uh, we need help with like generating leads. Who can we go to? Oh yeah, Eric's agency can help us with that. <laughs> so then like, they just think of us like that. So it's like the more content that you put out yep. um, will basically organically grow that. And then if you add ads and SEO and website design like behind it, it's like the ultimate like marketing thing. And then because people are doing the research, they're kind of selling themselves 75% of the way before they even come to you. Like that's, people think that the internet and all this stuff has like destroyed marketing and sales. And it's like, no, 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 it's only destroyed like bad companies that like suck. Um, If you're a good company that has good quality service products, you know, whatever it is, good team and you have a good offer, like you're just a solid business. Um, then the marketing and stuff helps you because they'll do all their research. They'll look at your competitors. They'll say, oh, like your competitors aren't as good as you and they'll come to you. It's just, it's the ultimate natural selection of like business and (laughs) entrepreneurship is just the internet (laughs) is just weeded out everybody because it's all exposed. Like if you go and look at reviews, I mean, obviously not all reviews are are good. Like, you know, there's, there's a huge, um, uh, notion or what's the right word. I don't even know what the right word is, but like on Yelp, a lot of Yelp reviews are like just nonsense. You know what I mean? Like someone, like I've seen Yelp reviews to where they've never even been to that place. And it's just a competitor going on there, making a fake Yelp account and writing a bunch of bad reviews. I hate Yelp so much, by the way. Yelp is the worst thing. They're actually (laughs) in a lot, they're actually in a lawsuit. I I don't know if it's over now, but they were in a lawsuit for extortion. And there's a, uh, there's a mini documentary of it on YouTube. Um, don't, don't kill me Yelp. (laughs) Don't hire assassins. Uh, no, I'm kidding. But no, they, they were, uh, because you have to pay so much money to do certain things and it's it's in, Yeah, they they run the whole like review space right now. So it's almost like a monopoly. So people were saying it's extortion somehow for like, oh, you want to, you know, do this on your Yelp page. You have to pay us this crazy amount of money. Oh, yeah. Well, you have to upgrade. You get these reviews. So I, I, you know, I was I was uh, advertising with them for a little bit and I had these reviews and then I I was like, oh, I'm not getting good results. So I, I stopped. And then my reviews, I had like whatever, 10, 12, whatever was on there. And then there was only two showing. And they weren't even, like, the best reviews that I had. I'm like, what is up with this? And then, you know, Yelp goes and they call me and 
They're like, oh, well, you, you want to start advertising with us again? I'm like, no, I'm okay. And and by the way, what's up with these reviews? And they said, oh, you have to advertise with us again before we yeah, can they, show those. They have that little section where it's yeah. like, this review is not recommended. I'm yeah. like, why? Well, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah if, if it's on there, it's obviously. And it's not. It's not like an. It's not like a brand because I've seen if people have brand new Yelp accounts and they try and review you, it'll be like not recommended. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like I've seen these established Yelp accounts. And it's oh, like yeah. this review is not recommended. Reviews, and, so yeah. Yeah. and I'm like. That's kind of fishy. So, yeah, Yelp yeah. is horrible. The CDO is, like, super greedy. Yep. Um, and I'm glad that they're in that lawsuit. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's like, like I usually don't say that, but, like, they're they're bad. They're yeah. like they're like you know what they're like. They're like the internet mafia. That's what they are. <laughs> they're the internet mafia, and you have to like oh you, actually that is that's super funny. So like when you watch like Godfather or something like that or the, like the mafia movies, it's like the mafia will come to like your business and like protect you, right? And you have yeah, to pay yeah, them on like the yeah. monthly basis. That's exactly what Yelp <laughs> yeah, is doing. They're really like if you much. want us to protect you <laughs> in your business's reputation, you have to pay us money. It's like whoa. Okay. I'm gonna call them the Yelp mafia yeah. from now on. No, that's, that's funny. funny. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, but um, yeah, just building a reputation in general and like networking with people has been like amazing because you never like one thing that um was really cool is like i didn't think that like when i see like i i okay how do i explain this the uh the amount of entrepreneurs that are like-minded um i didn't know there was so many of them mm, like you know yeah, what i mean like yeah. i know there was like business people and stuff like that but like when you actually start talking to a lot of these different you know businesses you kind of think that you know they're they're a certain way and then you're like oh like you're actually um yeah more you're you're normal like you're like a no like it's it yeah, was for, hard for for our minds yeah, yeah our it was hard to yeah. like wrap my hand around yeah. that of like oh you're just a normal person just doing a business like i like when i go to these like networking mixers and stuff like that and i see you know and this isn't like a disrespectful thing i actually like like seeing this when i see like a lawyer or something like that that you would think be like you know kind of uptight and kind of like mr mr corporate or something (laughs) like that and he's just like letting loose on the dance floor or something like that or just like you know going crazy like doing whatever he wants you know saying whatever he wants to say and being like a fun person it's like oh yeah you're a real human being like you're not just like some uptight corporate guy you know what i mean so it's like it, it makes me feel like i can be a little bit more myself because i know that everybody else is um so it's like it, it's just really cool to see that and like networking with everybody has been like awesome and it's like I, I see a lot of business owners try to not put their personal life out there as much and nowadays building a personal brand is so important oh, huge, yeah. that it's like it's going to help your customers connect with you like yeah. a lot so you know putting your family out there I mean you don't always like have to do that some people like yeah. to keep it private but like put just putting everything out there um, that you can that like you know you you want to um, is going to help you close more deals because they're going to connect with you yeah, as opposed to you. this yeah. competitor that is like again Mr. Super Uptight yeah. Corporate Guy. Like, eh, so I'm good. yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get into that. Yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. I mean, just the fact that I like Chipotle. Like if I say that enough times, people are going to be like, "Oh, I love Chipotle too." Like yeah, let's go get Chipotle. Yeah. yeah, let's go get Chipotle and yeah, talk me, marketing. Me I'm for, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah. So, and then just the power of social media, man, is like amazing where it's like, Mm -hmm. so like, so I'm trying to build my YouTube presence. Right. And I do get like certain, you know, leads and stuff like that from my YouTube videos. And, uh, you know, cause I do like marketing related content, but now, so I upgraded the level of my quality of video, which should be, maybe this is like a little mini testimonial right now, uh, (laughs) or or how good content is. So I had like average, you know, like mediocre quality of videos, but the content was really good. So then I kept the same level of content where it was like still like really hard hitting stuff. that's like getting straight to the point. 
But then um, I upgraded the quality of the video, so it looks like really good, and I use my Sony camera now. Nice. And now I'm starting to get more affluent people coming to me because I have an affluent look to my videos, yeah. which is like, okay, this is an upscale kind of like luxury look, so then this is a, a person, and I'm around that stuff all the time anyway, so I'm like, why would I just record a little video on my laptop you know, when I could actually like go to like a cool spot that I'm already at and then just yeah. record videos yeah. there. Mm -hmm. So then, um, yeah, when that started happening, I have people that, you know, are making like hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, like watching my videos and be like, Hey, I saw your copywriting video. Um, I actually want to get on the phone with you and like do business. And I'm like, and it's like dang, right yeah, away. I'm yeah. like, dang. Nice, yeah. So I had a call like that the other day, which was really cool. Um, yeah. but people underestimate the power of, of social media and like just building a brand and everything. And it's so much easier to network on social media because in the past you'd have, you know, your little chamber of commerce or something like that. Now you have the whole world at your disposal. You can connect with like anybody. Yep. So marketing ads, building a personal brand, extremely important, um, in the fa in the way of like business, uh, in the way of just like life in general. Cause I kind of want to like go over to that a little bit. Cause yep. I love talking about that stuff. Yep. The identity aspect of, because there's so much craziness going on in the world right now, people are having identity crises. They're having just all like inner turmoil because they're forced to just be with themselves. Yeah. Like right now, and like it's not quarantine necessarily anymore, but like because the, of the isolation, because of all the different things that are happening, um, people are questioning themselves, which is good because that's like a certain, like you have to question currently what you're doing to like grow it all. Yeah. So then people, but it kind of puts people in a certain like negative downward spiral too, if they're not really succeeding or being, you know, going where they want to go, mm -hmm. um, with the, you know, business or relationships or whatever it is. But identity is like such an important thing to focus on right now where, because you have time, because if you're off work, you know, because you're collecting, you know, unemployment right now during this whole pandemic thing, yep. then you need to sit there and just by yourself, no distractions, no TikTok, no, <laughs> none of this, no, like, you know, basically self-medicating with yeah. all these different things. You just sit there with yourself and think about like, what is my identity and who do I want to be? And it's not a fake it till you make it thing. It's like, you really dive deep and you're like, what's my, what's, what? if I was to like a video game character, what would I be? You know, like, do I have a, do I have a 10 strength? Do I have a 10 yeah, perception? Yeah. Like whatever it is. To that, that yeah. 100 level. Exactly. Yeah. Like treat your life like an RPG game or something like that. Yeah. Um, and just start crafting who you actually want to be. And it's not a fake it till you make it thing. Like if you know that you, tr uh, you value, you know, loyalty or something like that, you need to put that out there a lot of like, I'm really, because when you start like putting that vibe out there, it's almost kind of like, this is kind of like hippie talk almost, but it's like subconscious where it's like, you'll start attracting the people that you are if you constantly put it out there. And again, with social media, you can grow that and you ha you will have like an audience or even fan base, if you want to call it that, of people that are just like you and can like move your mission forward, like whatever it is. So identity is huge. And I would say, yeah, just start with putting on a piece of paper who you are right now and then where you like who you want to be and then just like start making the connections of actions to take so like currently um you know the uh, person a which is you know a person currently it doesn't have a work ethic or it isn't disciplined like this is a huge thing that i see in like the entrepreneurship community is like you know oh i don't have time or i i don't feel motivated to go do whatever it's like okay no work ethic no discipline why don't you have that and then this is when it gets into like childhood development, which is also a huge topic I love talking about, which is like, you don't have work ethic and you don't have discipline because no one ever instilled confidence in you enough to be able to be disciplined or have the work ethic to go after like what you want because you don't think you can get it in the first place. Yeah, yeah. It's like thinking grow 
Grow Rich 101, where yeah. your childhood sets you up for whatever you're in right now. And it's not 100% just, just like your parents or something like that. It's also like, you know. Environment. Um, yeah, environment and all that type with, of stuff. Yeah. Exactly. So it's yeah. like if you can see where person A, aka who you are right now, where that connects like in the past to like make you that, then it gives you a better uh, – a better strategy to make you into person B of who you want to be. Because if you are now aware that like, Oh, you know, my parents or whatever it is, um, you know, or, you know, this person's parents didn't set them up for success and, you know, and I don't have a work ethic or whatever. Now they can change that and become person B of who's disciplined and wakes up at 7am every day or, you know, whatever they're trying to do, um, you know, runs marathons every single month. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's just identity is just so important. And yep. I like to call it that as opposed to mindset because mindset is like a temporary thing of like, oh, what what is my mindset at the moment? Like that's, it's, it's just a fl- like a fleeting thing, just like happiness. Like happiness, everybody's trying to go for that. It's more about deep inner fulfillment and content. And like people call it enlightenment. Mm-hmm. And like enlightenment to me is basically just acceptance and or yeah, just acceptance of what is happening in life right now and just kind of detaching from, you know, like an outcome and just being fulfilled with what you currently have, but then striving for more. That's yeah, like my whole, yeah. you know, that whole kind of woo woo awesome. talk thing. Yep. Um, but it's like, you need to make your identity like that because even if, even if you do get your work ethic and your discipline and all this type of stuff, um, then you still might not be happy or fulfilled. So mm-hmm. like, again, this, this person B that you're going to write down of like who you exactly want to be, it needs to be every little thing of like, I would even go down to like your weekly schedule, like what type of partner you want to have, yeah. the, the top five friends in your life. Um, what are they like? Like I would almost write like a business plan for, your for yourself, yeah. Yeah. like as a person. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, that's all super important stuff and it's all stuff that I've been working on for like a long time. That's awesome. Um, and I'm starting to like share it a little bit more now cause I'm getting clarity on how to like articulate it correctly. Cause there's, there's just some things that like you can't really explain until like you see it enough times or like you do it enough times to be like, okay, like I get how to tell it. Like, you know, Einstein says, if you can't explain it to like a fifth grader, you can't, yeah, you know, yeah. you can't teach it. So yeah, it's like, yeah. I'm trying to get it to that level nice. so I can teach it. Um, and ultimately why I want to teach it is like, so eventually I do want to come out with some type of training program, but I don't want it to be like super hype markety, like all the internet gurus and stuff like that. I want it to be like an actual training program. And this is where I don't know, like I was saying earlier, if I wanted like the, the do it yourself thing, I don't know if it's going to be like sold to businesses or, or if I'm going to try and do a consumer pro type of, you know, program Mm -hmm. thing where it's like, I want to teach people how to start their own service businesses. And I see all the internet gurus and stuff, you know, like the the thing that I see that's not happening in the marketplace is not teaching people that identity aspect because they're so close. Like your identity and your business are like the same thing. Like if, if, if you don't identify as a seven figure business owner, you will never get there. And it's not, again, it's not the fake it till you make it thing. It's just like, do you think you have the capability to get to that point? Mm -hmm. You know, basic stuff we read in all the personal development books. Um, but yeah, I'm thinking about doing some type of service business program where I teach people how to do that because nowadays with, you know, a bunch of people being unemployed from like COVID and stuff, I think people are just looking for opportunities to like do something themselves and they're not even trying to be a millionaire. They're literally just trying to make 80 grand a year doing like a skill that they love. Like if like, you know, a yeah, videographer yeah. or something like that. So there's probably some guy out there that's like 25 right now or whatever that would love to do a service business, but doesn't have a like a exact plan on how to do it and not just like the tactics of business because you can go like look that stuff up it's like a comprehensive plan and also some type of like 
um, accountability thing. That's a huge thing I see that none of the gurus have some type of accountability mm -hmm. system to where every single month we're going to check in and figure out where did you slack, where did you do well, and it's going to get, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to yeah. figure out this whole like kind of program thing on like a monthly basis of how I can take people from you know, zero to starting a service business. And then of course, selfishly uh, work with them on the marketing side. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. And that's going to be, that's going to be like a one-on-one, -on -one, right? It's not going to be like a online course. Well, or so it? this is the thing. I think it's going to be, well, so one-on-one -on -one, um, to me, I don't, so one-on-one -on -one is kind of a weird thing for me because I feel like when people do one-on-one -on -one stuff, it's a lot like it's a lot like therapy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, the person comes to you with a problem, and then it's like, oh yeah, like you know, here here's the stuff, and then the the, the person telling them is like, here's what you need to do, and then the person never does it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it's and then exactly you, and then they therapy, come, huh? they come back with the same issue every single time, mm -hmm. and then the person that's teaching them eventually just like doesn't care anymore, yeah. and then just the therapist is just taking your money and being yeah. like, you're just <laughs> never gonna change. Fine, but if you have a group environment, which is like a bunch of other people. Like, so it's kind of like a blend between like an online course and some type of weekly or monthly. I, I still don't know how I'm going to do all this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, accountability thing. So now it's like there's people in the group that are helping each other out of like this person has one type of service business. This other person has a different type of service business and they can be like accountability partners. Yeah, that's huge. And then um, every single month we, there'd be like check-ins. So maybe you have to fill out like a document or something that says, um, you know, here's how many, like literally down to like everything of like, here's many, here's how many clients I contacted this week. This is how many deals I yeah, closed. Yeah, this yeah. is uh, how many hours I put into hiring, like just everything. Every, because yeah, yep. like, I feel like that's a huge thing is accountability when it comes that's to huge. like all these business programs and stuff and none of them have it. Um, and if it's on a monthly basis, then there's incentive also from any like teacher, right? Cause like this is like for any gurus out there that happen to be listening to this, uh, <laughs> like anyone that does a course, um, it's like, if you charge someone a thousand dollars and then they watch the course and then they're like, you know, you're not going to continue training them. They already paid you like yeah, that one yeah. time. Mm -hmm. But if it's on a different model where it's like you're incentivized on a monthly basis to go to help them, then it's just like a better model because oh, then you, you'll be willing to help yeah, them more because they're yeah. continuing to pay you. Yep. So it's kind of like my monthly retainer clients with my uh, with my agency. It's like obviously I have incentives to work with them every month because they're paying me every month. Yep. Um, and then they're getting results every single month. So it's like it's a win-win relationship. Yeah. So I'm going to see if I can come out with that maybe in the next like year or two. I'm still kind of skeptical if I want to start that because I feel like a lot of people uh, aren't meant to start a business. So it'd be like a really hard process to try and weed people out. Like I'd almost have to get oh, on the phone yeah, with every, everyone coming in. Yeah. So like that, that's another problem I see with the course business. They just let everybody in there and like yeah. they, none of them get results or not none of them, but like the yeah. majority of them never make it. So it's like, I almost want to get on the call with like someone and be like, like, you know, weed them out yeah. before I, uh, be like, all right, you know, I can work with you. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I'm still, still figuring that out, but I want to have, I want to just help people in the service business industry, whether they have one or not, or they want to start one and just grow it and like, just help. Like I've always been so about marketing and media and it's just come to me like naturally and I've just been passionate about it. And now that I get to work on it, like every single day, it's like, I just love life. And not every, like another thing, not every little thing I love. <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. like, you kind of have to like, just realize that there's these little things that add up to your ultimate success. And you kind of just have to like, again, chip away at those. And then eventually you get like the result and stuff, yep. but fall in love with the process. Yep. Totally. Yeah. That's awesome. So where can, uh, where can people find you online? 
They can find me at youtube.com slash Eric Rebello. It's E-R-I-C-R-E-B-E-L-O. And then same thing on Instagram. Uh, I do have TikTok. That might be banned in America. Yeah, I don't knows? even know <laughs> what's going to happen. That's Eric J. Rebello. Um, and I just do marketing, um, you know, media, personal branding, um, just entrepreneurship content in general just a bunch of different stuff because I, I like making content about a bunch of different things because I, I don't like to be like a one-trick pony so if you watch all my content like you'll get a better idea of how to market your business how to start a business if you don't even want to work with my agency you'll still get some some value out of it um, and if there's any people that do want to work with my agency you can hit me up on there too um, and we'll see what we can do for you sweet sweet that's the uh, visionary mindset podcast episode one uh, stay tuned for some more episode one done <laughs>